Hey, this is Barbara Corker, and you are now tuned in to Business Unusual. And everything you ever learned about business, throw it out the window. I'm going to tell you the real deal. Listen in. Today, I'm going to answer all your burning questions about work, life, starting a company, getting on track, and much, much more. Be sure to call in to the Business Unusual hotline with your question at 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. I believe that you can get just about anything you want if you have enough enthusiasm. But what happens when you're enthusiastic about everything and you burn out? Well, I'm telling one eager beaver how to get her fire going again. Also, I'm going to share with you my secret for dealing with a bad boss. Listen in. Hi, Barbara. This is Crystal, the founder of Crystalina Media, which is a production company that offers photography, videography, social media marketing, and branding services. And my question is, once you are in your third year of business and things are taking off well, how do you keep that momentum going as you're expanding, dabbling into hiring more team members, and just overall growing, how do you keep that momentum going and getting overall to that place of just letting it flourish while also like managing everything that comes with it? Thank you. Here's what I'm looking at. (laughs) A lady with a million dollar smile could stop a truck, beautiful eyeglasses on, earrings that are red dyes with leaves that make them look like they're dangling from an apple tree and a stacked hairdo that's soft, curly, and delicious. I just want to push my hand on it and see how soft it is. And daffodils on your desk go at the right shoulders. You've got to be the happiest girl I've ever seen today. What do you think? <laughs> Definitely so. I'm super happy to be here. Yeah, okay. And you have great enthusiasm. Now, here's the quagmire. When I heard your question asked just a minute ago, I listened to you and thought, this lady has such low energy. How the hell is she going to make it as an entrepreneur? Why was that so low energy? And then you get on the screen and bang, I see electricity shooting around. What's happening there? Who's the person that the public sees? Is it the low energy gal or is it this lady I'm talking to right now? I see this gal right here. Um, Just like my uh, question about building momentum, I've been feeling like a bit burnt out lately with the classic entrepreneur trope of wearing all the hats and so um it has been like taking a little bit out of the sunshine out of my normal self but we're I'm here today to get your help to make sure I can be my true self all the time and don't get so drained of everything that's going on that makes great sense okay so I'm so happy you're here and I'll do my best uh to tell you what I've learned uh number one uh, well, first, before I even say that, let me ask you, do you have other people in your organization or you work by yourself? I was originally working by myself and I had like some friends help here and there, but now I've hired um, two photographers with me that also want to tag in doing like day-to-day tasks, like following up with clients and organizing the galleries. So I have two new people with me to help kind of keep things organized. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think uh, you've already started down a different path then that is going to probably do more for your enthusiasm than any single thing you could do, which is delegating some of the stuff you have on your plate. You said you felt in your question overwhelmed by that. 
Um, you could take any great entrepreneur, put enough packs on their back, ask them to do an excellent job with each one. And what you'll get is a low luster entrepreneur that doesn't get anything done well, right? Um, I would suggest you even start today by making a list of everything you do in your job in terms of tasks, like you write the copy, uh, you do the design work on the logo. I'm just naming stuff. Uh, you speak with the customer, you handle a customer complaint, you do the creative, break it down to as much minutia as you possibly can and put everything on the list. And for this, you have to get out of the office to do. You'll never do it at your desk. It just doesn't happen that way. And then go through the list and circle the things or star the things that you love only, that you love, okay? You're one of these creative type life forces, I could tell looking at you, uh, that you fly when you're in the arena of what you love, right? And so for somebody like you, uh, you have to be particularly careful of yourself, protect yourself in a way, while building your business, all right? I remember there were times building my real estate company where I felt like I was never uh, working harder than I had been in any given day. I was running all my guns at 150% and felt like I was going nowhere. And it was simply because I was running all the guns at 150%. But once I learned to delegate this and that, get rid of all the things I really didn't like to do, my business started growing on its own. I almost could have gone on a vacation, just done those few things, and it would have been better off without me. Uh, because I had learned what I was good at. What do you think are your core strengths? What do you think are your real talents in your business? You offer so many different services. I think you said photography, videography, social media marketing, branding services. That's the whole shooting match. That's like a modern day advertising agency. And yet you're a party of one with two part-timers. What do you think you do best and love doing? I think... I'm best as a producer, project managing, creative work, and like bringing all the elements together. Like in a way, event planning, we need a, the budget needs to be this much. We need to hire models here. We need it to look like this, creating the mood board and just making sure everything is executed and that the client loves the final product. But that's everything. You just named everything, I think. Did you? From hiring the models to doing the mood board, uh, which are all very different skills. Uh, most of it's, it's uh, administrative, I would say. Okay, mood board is creative. Um, hiring the models, you could say it's creative, but it could be done in a way that it could be administrative, uh, if you've done it once before. Um, hiring this, hiring, uh, that's judgmental, and again, administrative. Uh, what um, among those things do you really love the best? If somebody said you could only pick one, what would you pick? Mm. Probably, during like the process of a shoot, like if there's a photo shoot, I love like hyping up the, the model or like the subject that's in it, like making them feel comfortable and like having the vision. So I would say like taking the pictures and just being there the day of to like keep the energy and keeps everyone's spirit high. Mm -hmm. And that's the core of the project. That's the heart mm -hmm. of your business. Is that most of the work you're doing? Is that the bulk of where your money's coming from right now? that kind of a scenario? Yes, a lot of our clients, like since now it's spring, we have like graduation shoots and like weddings and stuff coming up. And like, I tell people all the time, I'm not like just selling photography or videography, I'm selling sunshine because the way they feel once they get their photo taken or they see the final results and this, their interaction with myself, or our team member 
it sounds yeah. like a great experience. Well, Crystal, you're also selling the client early up on the vision. Am I right? Mm -hmm. What are you going to deliver? Do you enjoy doing that? Getting excited about the vision of what you're going to deliver? Yes. Okay. So what if you only did that? And what if you only did, let's say it's not totally feasible now, but as your God to keep your enthusiasm high and to tap into your natural talents, what you most love to do, you sold the client on the vision and then you made sure you sold the players while you're executing that vision in the photo shoot on being their best selves and getting exactly what you envisioned in that little head of yours in the first place. What if you only did those pieces? Could you delegate out everything else with just even a part-time administrator? I think so. I think we have been like, I've been, since I also work full time, it's like hard to get uh, to arrange everything on because I'm like putting detail. everything. Little detail, <laughs> you work full time. Surprise, surprise. Yes. <laughs> surprise me <laughs> yep yep so like they say to the life of an entrepreneur because you don't want to work a nine to five but you end up working 24 7 so i'm working my nine to five and then putting all those resources back into my uh business to try to have that bloom so it's definitely like me sending emails like to the team later at nighttime and just trying to get everything uh more balanced and structured which we're doing so i think uh your advice just now about me like solely handling that part and like getting part-timers who are really also passionate about it or passionate about the work to help out with those things will like do a lot of the lifting to like help some of that balance so i won't be like a chicken with no head yeah um you know i i don't think you'd have to pay a lot for that person and i think anybody uh would love to work for you you're one of those people would love to work for you they just want to slice of your pie so to speak because your energy around you is so terrific um are you very good at choosing people knowing what you're actually looking for and picking out the right soulmate or the right uh executor are you good at sizing people up like that honestly i don't think so a lot of the times like i started out like hiring friends but again it's like that whole thing with like friends and business sometimes it doesn't work out well and then also with me being younger, I do get a lot of people who, whether it's like customers or like people who um, I would like to work with me as well. Sometimes I don't get taken as seriously because I'm younger, but I always try my best to just like prove them like I'm doing this despite my age, despite anything else, like I'm going to do this and I'm going to get it done. And so people usually end up changing their mind later on. But I think also I'm definitely a giver and I I'm always being positive and seeing the good in people. So I do let a lot of things slide. So I'm trying to be more, um, just more like, this is not acceptable, like setting more limits because I do like, I'm the type to give second and third chances just because. Well, those days, nice are, girl. Those <laughs> days are over. You, you gave it the bank, you've done that. You've hired a friend, you've taken care of people instead of them taking care of you in those instances. Uh, so those days are over. You've learned that lesson year one in business. Um, what about uh, getting back again to that list? If you have a detailed list of exactly all the administrative things that you do, uh, you have a perfect job description, clear as a bell. Like these are the 11 things that I'd like to teach you to take over, not help me with, but take over. Um, could you hire even uh, a high school student 
I mean, in a way, somebody's got to wrap themselves around your hours too. You're working this business at night. You can't afford to leave you a day job yet, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you almost need a, a bird to fly with on your time, on your hours, you know? Right. You get a high school kid uh, that uh, is buttoned up, very good at follow through, super organized. And the best question to ask anybody on organization is how do you score yourself on one to 10? How organized are you? I find mm -hmm. that uh, great organized people always say somewhere eight to 10. They rarely give themselves a 10, but everybody else gives themselves a six, which is never a good sign. You know, they're honest and oh, I'd say a six, that's not who you want. But you could have an actual job description, exactly what you need starting Monday next week, if you had to. But I think um, the the real charge for you is going to be allowing someone to take care of you versus you take care of somebody. That's a hard one. It was hard for me to learn. I'm a great mom. I take care of everybody, kill for them. Uh, but the hardest person for me to let them do their job was an administrator to take care of me. You know, it took me a couple of years, but I got it down. And, you know, without that practice at being good at that one person and avoiding the pitfalls of friends People who don't have really the skill set you need. Oh, I'll teach them anyway. All the rationale that goes into it. If you hire your first good hire, you'll start hiring great people your whole life. And, and by delegating like that to the right people, there's no limit to what you could do. Because you could sell, you could sell the vision, you could run the photo shoot, you could always deliver. Uh, but you're limited by your own need to have your hands on everything. Mm -hmm. Hold you back, you know? Yeah. Could you think you could do that? Make that list and really be serious about offloading to somebody? You could find someone. I have no, no doubt about it. There's a lot of people out there that would love to work for you with that skill set. Yeah, I think it's definitely doable. And like having a list just makes it like even more because I love checklists like this, that, and the third and like getting stuff done. So I think that's a great way to kind of start the organization and like have clear expectations because that's something I always find like things falling short of expectations when I can't give my best or if someone else is unable to give their best as well. Yeah, but just be very, very particular. You don't want to hire anyone who's an ounce less organized than you. It never works out. And that's great if they're better than you, but they can't be less than you or it never works out. Yeah, well, good luck. I think that's all you need. I mean, with your personality, who wouldn't want to buy in? It's Barbara. Just call her. It's Barbara. Hello, this is Barbara. Hi, Barbara. I am an account executive in tech sales, and I would really love your insight. I've been here for six months now. I have... Uh, stock options um, that are enough to uh, prompt me to ask you for your advice. The vesting period on those stock options is four years. And um, I do value many of the people that have put this company together, but the current leadership is self-described draconian. And I have never read a leadership book or heard of any effective leadership that has stemmed from a draconian philosophy. Um, so I'm curious what you uh, think about that. And, um, you know, does that work? Is abuse at work something that 
is just commonplace in a startup. Um, I left a very lucrative career to uh, take a risk on this, um, and I'd really love your insight. I don't know if we can get over the toxic hurdles that we have internally, um, uh, stemming from leadership and stemming from a work culture and philosophy that is just um, not in line with my values. And I'd really like some insight on this. My question is, do I stay or do I go? Thank you. So you ended your uh, message here with the question, uh, do I stick it out? What do you think? I think that there's a lot of promise. I feel like we have a product that doesn't exist. I think that there's a need for it. Um, I think that I'm a self-starter and I feel like I can make it work um, with what I have in terms of a product, but I really, I really am not sure. Am I working against my own people here? And the turnover rate is so extreme and that really matters. In this startup, I mean, I still kind of ghost. I go to call people sometimes, forgetting that they're not even here anymore. Um, like our head of marketing, and I have a question, or I have something that we worked on together three months ago, um, and I, you know, they're gone. Do you know if they've been fired, or have they quit? These other associates. Um, many have been fired, um, and uh, I have to say that the most alarming aspect of this culture, um, the CEO praises himself on being a draconian leader. Mm. And that's actually really what I wanted to ask you about. I mean, in my life, I have never, I don't know any management books or any material out there on successful draconian leadership, um, maybe other than failed government states. <laughs> I, it's just so funny because I haven't heard that word draconian leadership in probably 40 years. And the last guy I heard it from uh, dropped out of a heart attack. He was so mean. I think his own meanness killed him. Um, let me ask you, you've been working there how long so far at this new startup? Uh, that's a good question. So I first became aware of it two years ago uh, through two members of the board. And I, uh, wanted to invest and transition over when the beta product was live. Beta has been delayed for two years now. Hmm. And it's what a so yeah. And, Burns for a lot uh, of money when you delay beta testing. My gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um and so I've been working there since November, but the original plan was to join in August of last year. Um my career before was extremely lucrative, so I wasn't wanting to jump ship. I really just wanted uh, to get into tech sales. I wanted to be a part of this company, and I wanted to wait until beta became live. Um, so I kept following my own personal timeline. I said, well, wait until beta is live. Uh, we were supposed to launch last September. That didn't happen. So at the end of November, um, I moved to Los Angeles for this job. I couldn't put it on hold anymore. And I started working and um, I'm selling uh, with pre-registration. Um, and it's only been a few months, you know, it's, oh, it's been six months. I think you've worked mm -hmm. since March, you said. 
Mm -hmm. uh, book, that's correct. Yeah, my book, Six Months, is a lifetime working at any company. I always think when you join a company, uh, what you're promised or what your impression might have been, uh, however you got that, uh, is probably spot on or disjointed and you know about it in about 60 days. Do I stick it out? What's your gut telling you? Do you think it's going to wind up as a very phenomenal experience where you make a lot of money when you're vested in four years? Right now, they approved um, 25,000 uh, shares. Um, I do, you know, uh, that specific question, I actually don't know the answer to because we are uh, software and it's not really expensive. So I would need to um, really be closing hundreds of thousands of subscribers um, every month in order for me to see, um, even if I'm making 4% of that and it's, you know, 10 to $15 for the sign up. That's a lot. Um, What's the worst? Uh, it's very hard. You know, it's a, it's a wild ass guess, but based on some experience here, uh, what's the least and the most you think you could uh, make if everything went well and you stuck it out for the four years? Would you make $5 million, $50 or 500? Uh, the million is definitely potential and that's the carrot stick. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what were you earning in your old job? Um, it was on average about $30,000 a month. Um, so, so was that also in tech sales? That was not. That was in real estate. Oh, but you want it. That's a lot of money in real estate, $360,000 a year. That's probably the top 1% of all earners in America. But you wanted mm -hmm. to get into tech sales because you thought it would be more productive, right? If you were there for four years and you made, say, a million dollars, that's less than you were earning in real estate. You know that, right? Uh, here's my opinion on the whole thing. The problem with startups, and not just your business, but so many of them, I would say the majority of them, is I meet entrepreneurs or would-be entrepreneurs working in startups all the time as though the startup stood for the word slave. You know, they're working like crazy. They're running for the carrot. Usually the carrot is at the end, or most of the carrots at the end. And so they pour their heart and soul into the business. Um, I've rarely seen it pan out. But I have rarely seen it turn out. There's very few that really succeed when you do the averages. Um, but with the 25,000 shares, have that in writing? Have those shares been issued they have not been issued to me, which is uh, what I'm confused about, but I know that the board has passed them. Um, I do have some transparency board. Yeah, meaningless unless you have something in writing. Do you have something in writing say that you'll earn those or that you're earning them I, now? Yeah, I have, um, I have no uh, transparency into that document. I don't know. I know that on my offer letter, it was vesting after four years. And then I know that in January, it went across the board's table and that the board approved it. And I know that only because I do have transparency into um, the, the small board. And, um, and they, they told me that on a personal call, they said, yeah, we thought that your shares came across the board. Um, so you should feel okay about that. But for our own internal, the CFO has never provided them to me. The CEO has not provided them to me. Have you asked for that in writing, Angela, from those people that you're working for? Yeah, I ask for everything all the time. And I think that that's kind of what is building these seeds of doubt in my mind. Oh. That we have. Mm -hmm. 
But it just seems to be, oh, I'm busy, I'm busy, I can't take that, I can't do that right now. We're not worried about sales, we don't have a product yet. And so it's all these smokes and mirrors. And I thought, well, gosh, what if I just told, you know, a prospect, oh, I'm so sorry, like, I can't give you, uh, I can't show it to you yet. I mean, it's just, it seems like uh, a goose chase. All right. And I think you're in that <laughs> denial phase. Okay. The scars are the no answers. Scars are the long working hours. Uh, the scars are the abusive way in which your manager, your head, what did you say? Draconian style. So that's something to be bragging about, which is really uh, something horrible. I mean, I thought it went out with dark ages, frankly, on, on bosses. Okay. Um, this is a boss who won't succeed. This is a boss who himself will reach his best period in four years. This is someone who is not going to ever give it to you in writing. Uh, and this is the guy who's going to drain every ounce of positive energy and belief in mankind you'll have probably before mm -hmm. the four years, probably maybe within by the end of this year. Thank God, God willing. Okay. Uh, I would say this is a situation where nothing's in writing. Um, you're in an abusive situation. People leaving or people quitting are the best testament to a poor manager because that's always mm -hmm. involved, okay? Um, yeah. You obviously are gifted in sales. Um, I mean, if worse it happens, you went back to real estate, which I'm sure you didn't want to. You could take your little body, go over to another company and do tech sales and make a bundle and be treated with mm -hmm. respect, enjoy your colleagues and feel rock solid about the business. You've got to leave. You know that. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I told a couple of close friends that we were talking and they said, well, she's just going to tell you the same thing that we're telling you. Now, what's sticking you there? Why are you staying? That baffles me more than anything. Um, I think because um, I feel like if I'm going to acknowledge some of the um, some of the drama, I don't know a better way to explain it, but if I'm, if I'm not focusing on that and I'm focusing on the reality of where our product is, what I can bring to the table, I definitely feel, um, both intrinsically and then also, uh, within the company that, um, it's my deals that are going to be our early design partners that are going to make this be successful. And I, uh, and I actually really enjoy it. I think the product is a great idea. Um, I I really care for a number of the employees there. It is really just um, the C-suite in terms of management that I have an issue with. So um, I guess I just thought, well, what if I just stay in my lane and I just focus on what I can do and I don't want to throw in the towel, you know? You're not a quitter or you wouldn't succeed in real estate at 360 a year. It just doesn't happen when you're a quitter. It means you know mm -hmm. how to make a hit, you know how to keep ticking, and you know how to succeed. Uh, but the mm -hmm. one real fact you're overlooking in this whole scene, as you just described it to me, is there's no such a thing that you have a company that succeeds who doesn't have a team behind it, a strong mm -hmm. team behind it. You're a powerful team member. You can sell, you can bring in the bacon. Good for you. Uh, but unless that whole team is working and rowing the boat in the same direction, this thing will never fly. I don't care how good the product is. And put the wrong captain on the head of the boat, the boat eventually goes down. I mean, it's just a question of time. And all that money that the investors put in there goes down with it. I've seen it over hundreds and hundreds of times. Some of the best products, the best services that should have been 
the next Apple product doesn't hit third base mm -hmm. because of the wrong leader and the team's not on the page. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, you overestimate the power of you to make it happen, really. Mm -hmm. But surround yourself at another business with a tight team, a good team, not just people you're affectionate about, but an entire team where everybody's driving like you're driving, you'll make a killing. You're, you're very capable. And for that, you could weather this terrible storm. But that's not a reason for doing it. Because take that value. capacity somewhere else where it's appreciated and everybody's got the capability to succeed together. Uh, you would have a blast. You would have a blast. Have you looked around for another position? Yeah, I have. I mean, I'm in Santa Monica and there are so many uh, great companies that are established. Tech sales? It's a golden ticket. Mm -hmm. How many interviews mm -hmm. have you been on? Any yet? Um, none. I basically have been, uh, no, a, I keep going back to like our whirlwind of like, oh no, we just got like a new beta update. I'm going to go for that. I mean, I keep kind of just putting everything back in and just window shopping right now. Angela, you have to promise me that in the next month, you'll have at least three interviews, which probably represent 12 phone calls, but you'll have it and go to at least three interviews. Promise me that. Okay. Part of mm -hmm. you're kissing this frog because you haven't kissed a handsome guy yet. You mm -hmm. got to get a few kisses, a few kisses. Okay. Promise me. Yeah. That. Yeah. Okay. Be tempted to go on a real romance where you're in love and you get all that satisfaction and make the money. It's out there, mm -hmm. especially in tech sales. My God, everybody mm -hmm. wants to go out and kiss a few, will you? Okay. Promise me. I promise. Yeah. yeah, thank you. I think you do that. You won't be working there, God willing, in the next month. Mm -hmm. You don't have to look at it that way. Just go out and see what's there. And that's all we have time for today. If you have a question, leave me a voicemail on the Business Unusual Hotline, 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. You can also tweet it to me at Barbara Corcoran, and I may just answer it on a future episode. You've been listening to Business Unusual with me, Barbara Corcoran. Come back next week to hear more steps and missteps I took on the path to success. Search and follow Business Unusual on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.